Hello! Hey guys, it's Arden Cho. This is Seth Gilliam. Hey, this is Holland Roden. My name is Kiahu Kahuanui. Hello, this is Ian Bowen. Hey you guys, this is Melissa Ponzio. I'm Lyndon Ashby. Hey, it's Ronnie Adams. This is Tyler Posey, and you are listening to Not Another. Not Another. Not Another. This is Not Another Team Wolf Podcast. Yes, it is! Oh! <laughs> this is Jeff Davis, and you're listening to Not Another Teen Wolf Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 83 of Not Another Teen Wolf podcast. It's Natalie. I'm back. I didn't die. Um, unfortunately, I was not able to join the girls at the convention recently, so I've just been like self-stuck in Australia, you know, alone and, and away from the, the Teen Wolf action. But now that we're back on our production for the hiatus schedule, um, we'll be hosting episodes again with me and Karen and whoever else wants to come on and contribute. Um, Karen is here. Hello, Karen. Hi. Hi. Um, and so since I wasn't able to go to the convention, we thought that the first episode back on our regular uh, schedule coming up for the rest of, you know, 2014 and to whenever Teen Wolf starts again, um, we're going to do the aftermath of the con that the rest of the girls went to and did a live panel at. And so just like when Karen goes to Comic Con or, you know, anywhere else where she goes where I don't get to go, um, I'll just talk to her about all of the things I missed and, and sadly sigh in the corner while she tells me <laughs> and you guys about her latest Teen Wolf experience. Um, we'll also tell you a little bit about what we've got planned for the rest of the hiatus and I suppose uh, what's been going on with us aside from that, if, if you're interested. Um, yes, good. If you want to reach us to talk about this episode or about, you know, if you went to HowlerCon and you, you saw us for the first time there or if you wanted to, um, you know, get in touch about an idea for the hiatus, you know, an episode or a guest or something like that, um, you can reach us on Twitter, which is at NATWpodcast. You can reach us on our Gmail, which is NATWpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we have Instagram, also an ATW podcast, which we post, you know, amusing pictures on when we are able to to find some, usually when we get to do something together or at a Teen Wolf event. And you can follow us on Tumblr, where the handle is Not Another Teen Wolf Podcast as a Tumblr account. However, if you've been on our site lately, you will see that our entire website has been rebranded as notanotherteenwolfpodcast.com. We are no longer at .tumblr.com. We have a beautiful, fully functioning site with a Tumblr blog inset, which is notanotherteenwolfpodcast.com, and you can see archives of our podcast, um, you know, archives of the Tumblr blog, uh, our beautiful tags, our bio, our stats, all sorts of things. It's like we're a real thing. We're a real grown-up podcast professional and all of that. How did that make you feel when we got transferred over to the the proper domain name, Karen? It was pretty exciting. I never really expected us to, to do anything like that. And, yeah, it's pretty cool to be able to say we have our own .com website now. Yeah, it's kind of ridiculous, but yeah, I mean, let let's not over let's not overblow it, guys. If you want a .com website, you can probably set it up for about <laughs> five bucks, but it's not that big a deal. Um, but it is kind of cool for us, and and it just looks really nice and and legit. And yeah, I go on there and look at it all the time, basically. So yeah, um. Now, apparently, at this point in the show, I'm meant to talk about what I've been doing in the hiatus. Is that right, Karen? Yeah, because during our live podcast, we all said, you know, what shows we were watching and sort of what we were up to while we were on break from Teen Wolf. So just wanted mm -hmm. to ask you what you were up to. Oh, okay, fair enough. Um, I have been uh, doing rewatchable obviously with you and Donya on occasion except I'm never on at the same time as you uh we're doing Avatar The Last Airbender over there which has been fun um in terms of podcasting 
Um, and that's one of my favorite shows. I'm a super fan on that show. And Karen's a newbie, in case you guys didn't know. Uh, we, we do a collection of people who have been big fans of the show that they rewatch and then people who are watching for the first time. And it's, oh, it's getting so, it's getting so good. It's getting to the bit that's so good and like, and really intense. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's been fun. Um, and in terms of just like, I guess like fandom and shows that I've actually been watching, um, my biggest obsession, I guess, over the last, um, you know, eight weeks or so, um, is a hundred percent Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey so much, like so much. And I always have, and I know some people think it's really naff and stupid and like the problems are like not that important, but I love it. It's just... I cannot describe how much I love that show. And so it's been running for the, you know, it's had its eight episode season and there's a new character that I totally fell in love with. And I interviewed him for Hyperbole and that will be coming up for Christmas as well. So if you're a Downton Abbey fan, we have a interview coming for you. Not that this is a Downton Abbey podcast. A Downton Abbey podcast would probably be very, very, very strange. Um, I've also started uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it's kind of got to the point where it's like engaging because like, for the first, like, maybe, like, seven episodes, I was really, like, not into it, even though I want to and I need to watch everything involving those characters and everything that ties into that world, very, very important to me. As I heard on the podcast, seems like there was a little bit of a um, contention uh, about the amount of attention that us on the podcast uh, are giving to Marvel, uh, minus Courtney, that is. Um, but Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been the first first run of it it did not come across well to me I, I, it was kind of like uh written really woodenly and and didn't like it then it kind of turned a corner and now it's like really engaging and i'm i'm really into it so that's that's my main things downton abbey and agents of shields very eclectic mix yeah <laughs> that's true so that's about it i guess i don't know about the rest of my life um stuff i, w- I went to the uk um I think is one of the reasons that I was missed a couple of the podcasts, um, like the one that the girls did with Edie. Um, I was on a three-week holiday in the UK um, for non-fandom-related things, um, which was really, really cool. But I don't think I've spoken on this podcast since then. So, yeah, that was fun. Um, and then, Karen, you you guys went away for two weeks as well, did you not? Yes. For me, it was about... 10 days. Uh, the others, not quite as long, but I did meet up with Danya in New York City and, and we hung around and did some stuff there. Yeah. That's nice. Um, I want to know what you guys did. I, I mean, I saw pictures and stuff. Did you guys go to the Marvel exhibit? No, we didn't because it was kind of expensive and, and we decided... You haven't been to that at all? Mm-mm. No. We were going to go... you literally live like... 45 minutes from New York or something, like no, four it's... hours. I don't know, like something. Like, I don't know. <laughs> 45 minutes, four hours. I mean, same thing. It is closer oh. to four hours. <laughs> okay, well, you should do that. And anyway, well, and next time, you know, I come to New York, we'll go to Coney Island. But anyway, um, we can move on, I suppose, to the actual thing that you guys met up for, which was Howlicon, um in New Jersey. So, like, Newark um, and you and Courtney and Donya met up for that con. Uh, unfortunately, I was not able to go because I could not really afford another international trip. Um, in this year, after we already had BiteCon and my holiday, um, and Australia is very, very far away from anywhere else. But hopefully I'll make it to another con during 2015 uh, where we all get to do something together as the entire all five of us it is a bit hard for Brooke to travel to a lot of cons as well so we do want to do once a year where we all go to the same event that is the that is the aim of the game for us I think um but three out of five ain't bad which is what Howlicon got um so yeah first of all I suppose how was that like I guess you met up with some people that you knew obviously besides our podcast girls like were there any um you know fans there that you you've not met from other cons or people you knew from other fandoms who, who did you meet there 
Um, well, we met up with Dawn, who, of course, everybody knows did all of our uh, art on the Tumblr, and so it's always really nice seeing her. We saw Kendra and Krugen and met a couple of other artists as well, some new people, which was really cool for me. See, I'm not the best person to talk to about this because Courtney and Danya know a lot more people than I do, but... Uh, yeah, Danya, oh, sorry. Sorry to interrupt. I was just thinking. I was thinking about. Been thinking about this for a couple of days. I don't know how Donya like maintains her social life. She like gets on the phone to people. She's always talking. Not just like oh we're texting. She's doing calls with people all the time. She catches up with people on Skype like for fun. Not just the only time I turn on Skype is like to podcast. Donya has an amazing social life, and I don't know how she does it. But yeah, it's intense. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I swear she just knows everybody. But we also, I also uh, got to meet Beth. We roomed with Beth. Uh, and she's really cool. And hopefully she's listening to this. So hi, Beth. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. And Liz, who's been on the podcast before, uh, got to meet up with her again, which was really nice. So um, yeah, I mean, it was great. And of course, seeing Danya and Courtney again is always really fun. I mean, we talk every day and stuff, but it's not quite the same as being able to hang out in the same room, especially when we're from different parts of the country or even different countries altogether. Yeah, so true. And we do talk literally every day, but it is, um, you know, it is you being in constant contact with someone, um, yeah, is, is kind of, kind of sad, I guess, when you don't get to actually be like, oh, let's go and like, you know, do this thing together. So yeah, it's, you know, that, that, such as life with the internet generation, but um, but no, it's cool. Um, and then, did you meet anyone else at the con that you you didn't? I suppose you you mentioned the people that you know you you, you didn't know that well. But w did you sort of make any any new friends, or are you sort of following any new fandom people by the the end of the con? Yeah, there were a few people that uh, I just kind of started talking to randomly and, um, you know, I noticed when they followed me and like Courtney and Donnie introduced me to a few people. There was uh, one person who I swear got like every photo op at the convention. And so I saw her because we did the photo ops room. I saw her all the time, like all day. And so finally we just started talking and I was like, Hey, by the way, thanks for being so awesome during the photo ops. Cause you know, there were some people who were a little like, okay, come on, move along. And I mean, that's our job. Unfortunately we have to do that. But, um, she and like 99% of the other people were really awesome and understood that we had to keep the line moving. And so I was like, thanks for being so cool. And she was like, thank you for being so cool and so nice in the photo ops room. So then we just kind of started chatting and followed each other on Twitter as you do. Good times. So yeah, let's talk about that quickly before I talk about the um, actual live podcast that you guys did as guests. Um, you also volunteered for this con because with the cons that we've been to with the podcast before, we've been there as um, guests, or not guests, we've been there as attendees, uh, but we've presented something as the podcast. You know, you guys did that at Indie PopCon, um, you know, and you, were, you had a vendor's booth, and then obviously ByteCon, we had our own panel there as well, and, and you know, helping out with the, the other um, panels uh, with the hosting. Uh, but for this one, you did straight up volunteering like, um, you know, like is offered at, at most fan cons or at, at least at most fan run fan cons. Some of the big professional ones don't uh, don't take volunteers. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I've done volunteering at cons before as well. Not a Teen Wolf one, um, you know, aside from what we did at BiteCon. Um, I've done like two leaky cons volunteering um, and some stuff in Australia as well. Um, and Courtney has as well. Uh, you know, I don't know if you have done that kind of volunteering at a con before. Um, but yeah, how did you? How did you guys find that? Like that was that was that fun? Was it tiring? Did you miss out on anything you wanted to do? Like how did how was the volunteering experience for you? Well, other than BiteCon, which uh, that was kind of like a, a different situation because it, yeah, we were volunteering, but we were kind of involved with everything. Whereas at HowlerCon, it was a straight up volunteer 
Um, you know, not this, to do with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, this is your job, like to to man the photo ops room. And so that was the first time I really did that, and it was actually a lot of fun. But yes, it was very tiring. Both days we did not eat lunch because we were so busy, and um, which was fine because then at the end of the day we would just have like a huge meal and basically crash. But uh, it was cool being able to hang out with Court and Danya all day and see everybody and kind of see the photo ops from the other side, which I had never done before. And uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I I think I would volunteer again at a, you know not necessarily Howlercon, but any any other convention uh and we we actually did not miss out on anything uh except for part of Edie's fan fiction panel and that was because Hallercon was really well structured and nothing overlapped and we had enough time where we got to go to the panel and then maybe leave like five minutes early just to hop back over to the photo ops room which was across the hall in order to set up and get ready for you know the masses but uh Edie's fan fiction panel of course went over on her time because she's so <laughs> passionate about this and yeah. um, she talked for quite a while about that and so we we had to duck out. Luckily she didn't notice and call us out because we were like we don't want to leave. What if she yells at us in front of everybody? And uh, <laughs> luckily that did not happen. So yeah. Um, other than that we, we actually didn't miss anything. It was it was great. Cool. Do you want to tell me the list of the guests um, from Teen Wolf that was at this con? And then I'm going to ask you a couple of questions about the, um, yeah, the the volunteering and that to do with, with them. Sure. So there were nine guests total. There was Holland, Melissa, Edie, Haley, Lyndon, Jr., Hecklin, Orny, Charlie. Yeah, that was nine. And okay, cool. So in terms of the photo ops, I was just curious. They had some, I know they had some like combinations of, you know, couples, you know, and, and various, various mix and match, you know, character combos and all of that kind of thing. But who do you think was, um, you know, from your observation of the, of the whole weekend, who do you think uh, had the, you know, the best time in the photo ops, uh, who, who played, who played along the best, you know, and, and found, found it the funniest, I suppose, or was the, the kind of the funnest to watch, I guess? Okay, great question. Um, I would have to say, oh boy, Edie, of course. Edie always plays up her, her role as Victoria Argent, and she... <laughs> She was so great, actually, because, like, all the, the people would, you know, come in one at a time and walk up to her, and she'd be like, okay, hold on, and she'd, like, fix their hair, make sure their necklace was straight, and make sure they look good, and she'd step back, and, okay, perfect, and then she'd go, cute or badass, and they'd pick one, and either she'd just, you know, smile with their, her arm around them, or if it was badass, she'd, like, have her Victoria Argent scowl and her arms crossed, and that was really great. She, she was really... <laughs> just kind of awesome to be around. And the same thing with Lyndon, like he didn't necessarily play it up a whole lot, but he made sure he hugged everybody. And, uh, I just remember this one girl, like kind of just went in for the photo op. Like, you know, she walked up to him and, and put her arm around him and went to turn to the camera and he's like, no, 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 real hug. And so he made her hug him first and then they did the photo op thing, which they, they did like a greeting hug, like not yeah, the yeah. Photo and all that. I was thinking about Lyndon a lot the other day. Like, sorry guys, this is just like a personal conversation between me and Karen now of just you know <laughs> reminiscing good times. I was thinking about Lyndon a lot the other day. I was thinking, I was, I was just thinking about, um, you know, when we when we saw him, and I was I was thinking about him and both him and Jr. and how just how cool they both are, and and just. Um, I love Lyndon so much, and it's yeah. It's, I was thinking about when you first met him and when we made and how embarrassing it was, basically. It was. But yeah, I think about that a lot too, actually. But yeah. Lyndon gives the best hugs. If you guys ever have a chance to meet him, do not leave without hugging him. He is the best hugger in the world, and he's so genuinely nice, and I love it. I love it so much. Ugh. We and, his pairing up with Melissa, 
for the photo ops was really fun, and people had a lot of fun with that, and Melissa got really into it. I think Lyndon did too, but um, it was really cute, some of the things that came out of that. We don't like to kind of toss around a lot of like, oh, we want to get this person for the podcast because we're not like inflated enough to think that we'd just be able to get any interviews we we want. We always feel very lucky when people are enthusiastic about coming on the show and stuff like that. But like on our dream list of of Teen Wolf cast to come on this show, Lyndon is so high on that list for all of us that you guys wouldn't believe. Like, I mean, maybe you would believe, but he's he's like number one or two of, of who we want on this show um, as as a guest at some point. So, you know, if anyone, you know, knows Lyndon and wants to make a call and tell him that the Not Another Teen Wolf podcast girls really want to have him on the show, that would be that would be cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I decided that if I get another chance to see him, um, I'm gonna buy a photo op and mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna do a Mortal Kombat like fight stance because <laughs> somebody did that at HowlerCon and I was like, oh, I want to do that for mine. So oh next time, my God. <laughs> yeah, good times. Um, okay, so we'll go on as well to the actual uh, panel of not another Teen Wolf podcast, which was a slot on the programming where you guys did a live panel, um, for the, for the con, um, which was recorded and, and you can listen to that now if you weren't at the con. Um, and I listened to it obviously, cause I wasn't there and it seems like you guys had some fun. Um, you had the theme of doing basically superlatives for the, the cast. Uh-huh. Um, what made you sort of do that? Like, what, where was – did you guys get given, like, a theme to work with? Or um, how, how did you decide to put together the panel? Nope. It was free reign, and Courtney <laughs> was like, I have a doc done. This is what we're doing. And I was like, okay, great. This is awesome. <laughs> um, so thank you, Courtney, for putting that together. Really appreciate it. And, yeah, I think people had a lot of fun. There was um, lots of laughter and lots of just basically making fun of the characters, as we usually do on Not Another Team Wolf podcast. So it was cool to get people in on that uh, yeah. live. Yeah, I had some um, notes on that, basically. I listened to it and I was, uh, yeah, just sort of laughing along. Um, very, very pleased to hear that people agree with my uh, you know, they didn't say it specifically, but given, you know, given the, the stuff that was assigned to him, people really seem to agree with my idea as, as um, Peter filling the role of the, you know, the overdramatic drama teacher from the original <laughs> Teen Wolf movie. Um, I still think that that is a wasted opportunity that needs to be taken up. Um, and that, yes, he, he's definitely, um, you know, got a few got a few superlatives that would fit that role. Um, you also deterred into a little bit of talk about One Direction and <laughs> which character of Teen Wolf would be the one to know all of the One Direction songs. Um, and see, I have some thoughts about that and I don't really understand how you guys came up with the answers that you came up with, but my thoughts are that it would be something that Kira and Derek would bond over. Kira and Derek. <laughs> secret nerd BFFness would also bond over One Direction. I've already talked about how important it is to me that Derek Hale have some therapy with Harry Styles. And look, I'm not even playing. Like, if there are people in this universe who don't like Harry Styles, they are flat out ignorant. There's no room for personal taste. The guy has done (laughs) literally, has never put a foot wrong in the universe, and he is the weirdest most original, eclectic, like, peaceful, strange little weirdo that has ever existed (laughs) as a public figure. So, yeah, all human beings should love Harry Styles, but especially Derek Hale should love (laughs) Harry Styles. And I really think that... It's true. Um, Like, I'm I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not even playing. There is... I was thinking about this earlier today um, because One Direction are currently in Australia for an awards show, and seriously, that all of the others, I mean, most, most of the others, maybe not Niall. Niall's never done anything wrong because Niall is like Karen. Um, but, yeah, but Harry is, if, if you hate Harry Styles, then there's something wrong with you. 
And if you're ambivalent towards Harry Styles, it means that you don't you don't know anything about him and you've been living under a rock. Anyone who knows five minutes worth of information about what Harry Styles is actually like, that kid is the he is the bomb. And I'm sorry, I've been waxed lyrical for about three minutes now about Harry Styles, but the point is, one of the questions was, uh, you know, which who would be the one to know all every One Direction song? And I think the answer is it would be one of Kira and Derek's nerd bonding moments, and that's very important to me. Um, I keep it behind that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I guess, did you have any sort of other favourite moments from that panel? Any funny funny moments that you are remembering or any, any contributions from the, the group? Were, were a lot of people there unfamiliar with us but they they came anyway that's nice I suppose <laughs> yeah because I asked who listens to us and literally five people raised their hands but I was like you know that's fine because it's cool to just be in a room of Teen Wolf fans who were interested in checking us out and uh it was nice to be able to see them in person and interact with them so um I didn't mind that it was people who were mostly unfamiliar with us and I think a lot of people had fun there there was lots of laughter and yeah it was just it was just a really good time one of my favorite parts was uh, we just all weekend all weekend we kept going marvel 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 yeah. because <laughs> courtney doesn't really know anything about marvel and we would just start talking about marvel and she'd be like yeah i have nothing to contribute and so we just turn and look at each other and go marvel 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 and we did that during the podcast and we did that all weekend it's just yeah, it's gonna she be did it a few times yeah it's like, gonna be a huge inside courtney. joke now <laughs> poor poor courtney i do feel bad for her again she's missing out just everything i just said about harry styles <laughs> take that and replace the name harry styles with steve rogers <laughs> and just just take that take that take that paragraph apply to steve rogers same sentiment and so I just I think that people that aren't a fan just aren't trying hard enough, basically. And um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Um, no, that's that's mean. Um, I won't be too judgmental, but you are wrong. Um, but no, Courtney has not watched any Marvel movies, and basically mostly what we've talked about in the time since the Teen Wolf hiatus has been on um, has been Marvel. That's the majority of what we've talked about. It's been me, Karen, and Donya talking about Marvel stuff and trying to convince Brooke to watch the movies because Brooke, <laughs> Brooke is open to things, whereas Courtney is uh, decidedly um, that she's not going to to be watching Marvel, and I that's mean, fine. She, she did watch have to. the Avengers, and I think she's the interested. Avengers. Look, controversial opinion, The Avengers is the shitty Marvel movie to start with. <laughs> it's not a shitty Marvel movie objectively, but it's like. It's like it's like Marvel light. It's like it's not a good movie to start your Marvel adventures with. It's it's a good movie as a one-off. I understand how people who've only watched The Avengers are not that invested, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think I mean she did mention wanting to see Ultron with us if we were able to go to Bicon before let the me date got changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Originally, the BiteCon dates were going to be the same weekend as the Avengers premiere. Just like, yeah, there was going to be a whole thing, but clearly yeah. that's not going to happen yeah, now. Yeah, so but. they moved the, the dates, and so I don't know about that now. But she was like, yeah, maybe I should watch some things before that. And we were like, yeah, and I just, I don't know. Yeah, Marvel. Anyway, Marvel. that's mainly what we've been talking about, I'm not going to lie. But yeah, Um I did notice that during the panel when I was listening and, and, and I, I lolled heartily. Um, uh, so let's talk about the actual panels from the proper guests, the, not just the, like, you know, like, second-rate podcast host guests. Um, Ouch. Not, well, you know, I didn't mean you. I, mean, I kind of meant I kind of meant us compared to the cast, if you yeah, know what I mean. Like, yeah. It's not like I'm a first-rate podcast guest, but I just couldn't be there or anything like that. <laughs> um, no, you know what I mean. Um, the actual panels um, from the cast. Do you wanna Do you wanna tell us about about those? Because they were mainly grouped panels of the various, um, you know 
people, whether it was all of the girls, whether it was the parents, all of the boys, um, and just all of the various other panels put together. Do you want to sort of go through them and, and tell me a bit about them? Yeah, uh, all of the panels were really good. They were a fun time. They were both emotional and made us laugh a lot. So it was it was really cool being in a room with those guys and just having them talk about whatever. And the first one was Strong Women Rule This Town, which was a great panel to kick off the convention with. And that included Holland, Melissa, Edie, and Haley. And it was just a fun time of the girls just sort of talking about whatever they wanted to talk about and talking about um, just strong female characters because each one of their characters, whether they were good or bad, um, you know, had a huge influence on the show and the fandom. I mean, these guys are some of people's favorites and um, just like a couple of things that really stuck out to me during the panel was that Haley um, <laughs> to get fitted for her Duroc outfit. She had to get her elbows measured. <laughs> that's, that's really how, weird. That's how fitting that outfit was. And she was like, man, now I can't eat anything. Like she was, yeah. I thought that was pretty funny. But hmm. Haley is also going to be on the show The Librarians. Did you know that? No, that's cool. Yeah, um, we, Danya and I saw this huge poster in Times Square for The Librarians, and she was like, a show about librarians? That sounds cool. So she's really excited for it when we found out that Haley was going to be on it. Um, I think it's a small role or like a guest role. I don't think she's, you know, one of the main characters or anything, but uh, we were really interested in checking that out. So, yeah. Is that a remake of the Australian show? Just out of curiosity. I have no idea. What's the Australian show about? It's like a comedy, like a kind of like a, like I want to say like an office style comedy. Um, of, of, about basically librarians. Um, I have no idea if the American one is a remake, but possibly. Think so. I don't think it's a comedy. It, it looks more drama or something. Yeah, adventure. It says a group of librarians set off on adventures in an effort to save mysteries, ancient artifacts. Okay. Yeah. No, that's not the same. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds better. <laughs> well, uh, that sounds like a cute, like, Haley. like, I think that would be good for Haley. Like, I, I feel, yeah. when I think, sometimes when I think about Haley, I think about, like, that lead girl in The Mummy, if you know what I mean, and, like, how yes. she would be in a role like that. That would be cool. Yeah. So, hopefully, you guys check that out. Go support Haley, but also just go support that show because it sounds cool. I mean, a show about librarians. How awesome is that? Um, and then, uh, what are the other highlights? Edie, Edie was just on point all weekend, you guys. She was amazing. But one of my favorite things was they were talking about whose outfits they liked the most. And pretty much everybody picked, uh, Lydia's outfits, except Edie. Well, Holland, uh, picked Allison. She really liked Allison's outfits. But Edie was like, yeah, I like her outfits, but just pulled the skirt down. And she was like being the protective mom. And it was really cute. Mm. Cute. Um, and then you had a panel with all of the, the parents. So you had, like, everyone's mom and dad, basically. Yes. Like, you had, yeah, all of the parents there. That, that one was called It's Tough to Be a Parent in Beacon Hills, which is so true. And that included Melissa, Lyndon, Edie, and JR. And they started off the panel just complimenting each other, and it was really nice. And then um, there was this running joke, the... JR was only there on Saturday, but there was this running joke during all of his interactions with Edie that, like, he was sort of hitting on Melissa, and then Edie would get jealous and mad and kind of, like, threaten him, and she was, mm. like, sitting right here next to you, and it was it was really funny. <laughs> um, I, I can't Im all all four of them together must be, like, intense. Like, they're all really good at, like... <laughs> We've talked before about how, like, you know, some of the, you know, the quote-unquote adults on the show, like, you know, everyone, all of the cast are adults, but, you know, some of the the, the older adults on the show um, really carry panels and, and cons well just because they're, 
you know, they're really chill about what they're doing. And, you know, some of the younger actors who maybe haven't really experienced it a lot, like they don't quite know how to like hold like a panel, if you know what I mean? Like they're, they're great, like, you know, to talk to and, and they answer the questions, but they don't really know how to like just entertain off, off screen. Um, and whereas, you know, people like JR have been doing cons for like a really long time and like Edie's very naturally, you know, performative all of the time. And, and yeah, I think that, um, that they're really, really good value, all of them. So, um, that one would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, they, and, um, I don't remember who exactly said this, but one of them said, thank you to the fandom for accepting us as parents. And that was Mm -hmm. a really nice moment. And I mean, everybody's, you know, really funny and they have lots of funny stories to share, but I also like it when they remind us how much they care about the show because all of them really do. I mean, they wouldn't be doing conventions if they didn't. And it's really important to them that the fans, love them especially as parents on the show because i mean they're they're not the main characters they're they're supporting characters and although their stories are very important to the overall plot and to the main characters um you know we have to remember that they're sort of on the periphery but we all still love them anyway and i think they really appreciate that so it's just nice to kind of like see that in person. But uh, speaking of funny stories, they were talking about like facts they didn't we didn't know about them, and there was there was a lot. Go go visit our Twitter if you want to see the whole rundown. But um, one of my favorite moments was Jr. was talking about how he has Spock eyebrows, and how oh. they they go up to a point. And mm-hmm. he actually has to get them clipped. And so, like, and how his dad used to joke that, like, his his real father was Spock and they brought him down to, like, live on Earth or something like that. But, oh my yeah, God. I thought that was really funny. I'm going to have to look out for that. Yes. Um, yeah, it was pretty great. I'm going to have to, like, stare at his eyebrows, like, from really intensely and openly. So. <laughs> Apparently they yeah. did that when when he was younger because he looked angry all the time, so they had to, like, <laughs> clip him and, yeah, it was pretty well, funny. Or shape them into, like, non-angry eyebrows. Yes, <laughs> non-Spock yeah. angry eyebrows, yeah, yeah. Um, and then one of the last things... Uh, was that, well, first of all, Lyndon kept joking about how old he was, like, the entire convention, and he kept going, what did you say? And it was just super funny. Because, um, mm. you know, when you pit him up against, like, some of the younger cast members, especially, like, Hecklin and Charlie at this convention, like, it's just funny, because he's, you can tell he's just like, man, I don't have the energy for this, but he tries, and, and it was just great. But um, JR said that Isaac is in parents being... Paris being taken care of by the Argent family because somebody asked where's Isaac and uh, so now we have our answer and um, people are like well how does that work because you know they're they're hunters and he's a werewolf and blah 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 but um, I now need some fan fiction about this because yeah there must be like another sector of Argents who are like you know Maybe Gerard and his crew, you know, because the Argent family, presumably, it's it's not, like, just their line, if you know what I mean. Like, right. if they came from France, there's probably a lot of, like, you know, a lot of a lot of sectors of Argent. And maybe Gerard's branch was, like, the super crazy, ruthless, <laughs> like, one, if you know what I mean. Maybe all of the others are, like, way more chill, like, or something that like that. That would be nice. Or maybe Chris just went and stuck him in werewolf jail and isn't telling anyone. Like, yeah. You know. Oh, that would be sad. <laughs> um, and then the last thing, the last big thing that I wanted to mention about this panel was that Lyndon said about Claudia, she was everything. And that made a lot of people emotional. Aww. Yeah, that was something I noticed in, in your panel as well, um, in the Not Another Teen Wolf podcast panel. Every time anyone mentioned a character that was dead, like Erica or Boyd or Claudia or anyone, it was just like, Oh, like everyone, yes. like this, everyone, yeah, so many dead people, but yeah, that's, um, <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah, um, we'll go on to the next panel, I suppose, um, you know, we'll give a little bit of a recap of, of each one, so the, the next one was what, all of the, all of the menfolk of the convention, is that yes. right? Yep, and this, this might have been the highlight of the convention, you guys, uh, it was called- Oh, Wow. 
Boys Will Be Boys, and it had Hecklin, Orny, Lyndon, Charlie, and JR, and they were all ridiculous. And it was really nice to see Orny uh, because he's always hilarious and loud, and basically, I mean, he is Coach. He is the embodiment of Coach, and it's really nice to be able to see that in person. And um, speaking of which, he, he told us that he goes to the gym, and when people ask, you know, what he does, he says he's a coach, and they say, oh, for what? And he goes, Beacon Hills, and apparently, like, there's this really awkward silence because nobody knows what Beacon Hills is. Oh, yeah, okay. Like, oh. I mean, can you imagine Orny doing that? Yeah, totally. Uh, And then, um, they were also asked which, which character, which female character would be like, the embodiment of their character. So if they could be a female character, which one would be, like, closest to who they are now? And everybody just picked Malia. Like, it was literally <laughs> down the line, Malia, Malia, Malia. It was so, so... They all want to be, like, a yeah. what, particular brand of, you know, crazy uh, no-filter. Pretty much, <laughs> I think, yeah. Yeah. And... Uh, So this panel was great for two reasons. The first one was everybody (laughs) kept picking on Hecklin about his mustache. Oh, no. And if you guys haven't heard yet, he does have this obnoxiously large mustache that he has for an 80s movie uh, about baseball. And Which wrapped filming today, by the way. He just tweeted a couple of hours ago from when we recorded this podcast um and so i'm like are you gonna shave it can you document shaving it please tell us when it's shaved so Um, it might be gone soon guys he i think he hates it so much because (laughs) (laughs) everybody was just picking on him so bad and like like orny went into this huge speech about like you know i didn't know that i was going to be doing this and and i never intended to be sitting next to a 70s porn star and <laughs> it was just oh man it was so, so bad it's it was so bad and, i mean we have to bring this up because I'm it's all so over the bad. Yeah, we'll we'll get there we'll get there we'll get there but i just want to say i'm so glad that it's for a film and then it wasn't just like, yeah, this will be hilarious for me to do while the show's on hiatus. I'm so glad that it was not personal choice. I am. You cannot understand how happy that makes me. But, but yeah, um, we were well prepared in advance for this moustache. Like once it, you know, all it's been there all hiatus. It's been stressing a lot of people out, and uh, you know, there were a lot of jokes going around in the in the lead up to Howlicon about. Um, you know, taking packets of, you know, fake moustaches for photo ops and all of this kind of thing. And I'm like, should we be mocking his terrible pain? Uh, But the fact of the matter is, yes, apparently we should be mocking this terrible uh, pain that he's going through. Uh, And none took it as far as Courtney did. So do you want to uh, tell us about that? Uh, Yes, it was brilliant. And I think she started a revolution. Um, But there were were a lot of mustache jokes from everybody, from the attendees, from the cast members to Hecklin. And uh, for his solo photo ops, pretty much, I, I mean... Quite a few people came in with, like, the fake mustache <laughs> jokes. Like, oh, no. friends did uh, see no mustache, hear no mustache, speak no mustache, and made him cover mm-hmm. his mustache, which was really funny. But Courtney, Courtney won the entire convention. Uh, somebody else said that on the internet, so you know it's true. And uh, basically, she brought in a Mario and Luigi outfit, uh, just the hats, and she got a mustache for herself. And so he had on the the Mario hat with his gigantic mustache, and she had on the Luigi one. And now it's just, it's all over Tumblr. People are making gifts of Hecklin's face on a little Mario as he goes through the game. Somebody made... uh, an image of him in the, like the raccoon suit as a wolfed out thing. One of our friends, um, she, (laughs) she made us a flip book of him in a Mario outfit doing parkour, like, uh, wolfed out. And it's just the whole thing has gone 
to crazy land. Yeah, I saw this picture on Oh No They Didn't, and that's, like, for those of you who know, like, what that is, like, that's big. Like, that, as far as, like, you know, internet, like, gossip news, etc. goes, like, that's insanely big, if you know what I mean. Like, for, for people to even be, like, posting pictures from a con on Oh No They Didn't is, is pretty big, but... It also yeah. got to the MTV website. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if Courtney knows that. I don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I think she does. Um, but, yeah, so Courtney, yeah, this is this is our legacy. This is the podcast legacy is this one time Courtney <laughs> made Tyler Hecklin dress up as Mario. Let me tell you how prepared she was for this. Those hats were her birthday present from Brooke. Like, in advance, she decided that she wanted to do this photo op and she made Brooke buy her the hats for her birthday present, <laughs> um, which occurred. It was Karen and, and Courtney's birthday both earlier this month. Karen's was actually at the at the con and, and Courtney's was a few days before. So, yeah. Um, Karen, I see you didn't get any costume photo ops for your birthday. No, I didn't, but I did go in with Courtney on a photo op with Haley and Hecklin, and it was really funny because Courtney was like, you know, can I stand next to Hecklin and blah. I was like, you can have Hecklin. I just want Haley. And so we pretty much mutually discussed um, cutting each other out of the picture, and so I would have a picture of me and Haley, and she would have a picture of her and Hecklin, and we were (laughs) fine with that, so that's where our preferences lie. Nice. Cute. Um, now I believe you got sung to. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, it was my birthday. I believe there was a lot of singing at this con. There was, there was. Um, the, the second one, uh, was when Edie decided that my birthday was on Saturday and on and Courtney told her, but it was too late for her to do anything. She's like, Oh, but I would have had the perfect chance to embarrass her. And I was like, thank God. Well, then the next day during her fan fiction panel, she um, was before she started, she was like, by the way, guys, yesterday was Karen's birthday. Let's all sing happy birthday to her. So the entire room and Edie Mays, sung happy birthday to me, which is what I said on Twitter was, it was both amazing and mortifying, and Edie was like, mission accomplished. <laughs> very good, very good. Um, now, what about the other, other singing, the more fun singing? Oh, man, this was, uh, I can't even tell you how awesome this was. Uh, this was still during the Boys Will Be Boys panel, and somebody asked them what song they would want uh, to have like be their theme song or have when they walk out on stage. And, you know, they were talking about like the whole baby monkey thing, um, where they would call out to each other on set and they were talking about some other songs and, um, (laughs) Orny pulls out his phone and puts it to the microphone and starts playing. Don't stop believing by journey. And, you know, Everyone was sort of laughing, and then it, the song actually started, like, because it has the the intro, like, the musical, yeah. and then the words started, started, and the entire room started singing this song, and the guys up on stage were so excited, and JR took out his phone and started recording us on his phone, and um, we sang, like, two verses of this song, and it was just... It was magical. It was so awesome. Yeah, and, and I see they put up a video, like I think Orny or, or someone got a bunch of fan videos and edited it together to make like a montage of this this moment for everyone. Yes. Um, and it seems like it has become the song of uh, of the con, basically. Yeah. Um, we will link it. Go watch it. It's amazing. Um, and and yeah, and I I I watched the video and and heard. And him being like, I can't believe you know all the words. It wasn't like you knew one line. You knew every word. And I'm like, yeah, guys, it's because they all watched Glee. Glee. I'm not surprised yeah. you. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, but, no, it did seem very cool. And I like I like when things sort of take a life of their own, like when a song, you know, yeah, does. It, you know, it will always remind you of that now, and it's, it's cool. So, yeah. Um, now you mentioned a little bit about, um, Edie's fanfic panel, which, I mean, it seems to be her sort of go-to thing now, like she's, you know, loves talking about it, and it's been sort of the, um, the aspect that, 
that she wants to uh, to focus on at cons, and she came on our our podcast to talk about similar. Um, so yeah, what was that like? Did did she sort of have any any um, you know insight that you know w- was new, or was she kind of giving giving the same performance that she you know to to the new people who haven't seen her before, or what did it involve at this con? It had a lot of the same sentiments that we've heard before, not to say that as a bad thing, um, because it's not like she's spoken about fan fiction a whole lot. It's just been... No, she'd only come to a couple of cons. Yeah, it's only been a handful of times, and it's always... We just have to have been there all the time. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's just, it's always so, so nice to hear her do this, because she... Guys, she cares about the fans, and she cares about this show, and she cares about her character and Allison's character so much. She gets really emotional about it. And, I mean, we talked about this when we were at BiteCon and how I sobbed (laughs) in public because of everything that she said about the show. And, luckily, I did not break down this time, but um, everything that she has to say about the show is so genuine, and it comes from a place that she really believes in, and she loves the fans, and she loves fan fiction, she loves the creativity that people who watch this show have, and she just wants everybody to get along and to be happy and to continue working together to create these things around this show that enhances the show for her, I think, especially. And um, like I said before, we didn't get to see the entire panel because we had to go to a photo op and because um, she did go over on our time. But what we were there for was just really genuine and really heartfelt. And it's always she's such a performer, um, not to say that it's fake or anything, but she just she knows how to give a speech. And it's always really powerful. And I love watching her talk. Yeah, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'll have to try and, and, and see some if anyone has any video, I don't know. But but yeah, um, it is very rare that someone, you know, is like this. And and sometimes fandom doesn't know quite what to do with that. Like sometimes they don't want the cast to be that involved, if you know what I mean. But when they're on your side that much, you should probably kind of, you know, open up the world. Like you should, you know, people wanting to get that involved and understanding, you know, it's, it is a really, really good thing. So, yeah, it's cool. And a great thing for cons as well, like a really unique activity or a unique um uh, thing to be able to offer at a con um, to, yeah. be, to be talking about the fandom with the cast where usually it's kind of like cast Q&As and then like fandom panels that the cast don't know anything about. So mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. It really bridges that gap. And speaking of bridging the gap, Edie, Edie was walking around all weekend and I mean, you know, everybody had their handlers and some people had security guards and that's just a precaution. Um, but Edie, like I, we saw Edie all the time and we saw her in the photo ops room, obviously, but she walked around and a lot of the others did as well. Um, walked around the vendors room to look at the art and there was like a welcome party. That was cool. Friday night, there was a welcome party. And about an hour into it, like we were all still chatting. Courtney and I were like literally in a corner sitting on the floor talking because we were like, wow, there's a lot of people in this room. And all of a sudden we hear this really loud whistle and everybody's heads whip around. And Edie goes, I'm here. And it was just, it was so cool. And she went around the entire room and talked to everybody and it was really nice. And I love how involved she gets with everything. And, and I mean, I saw like Melissa and Lyndon out on um, looking at the vendors tables as well. And it was just, it was really nice when everybody cares that much about the fandom and about the people who create things based off of the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So how about the final uh, panel that had all of the, the guests at it? Oh, man, this was great. It was called Detention with Coach, and uh, Coach was the one moderating the panel, Orny, and uh, it had Orny, Hecklin, Holland, Melissa, Linden, Charlie, Edie, and Haley, because JR was only there for Saturday, and this was on Sunday. And um, it was it was a jam-packed panel, and it was really funny, as you can imagine, if Orny's the one moderating it. It was partially Orny asking them questions 
and then partially him like moderating the questions from fans. And so it was this really nice mix actually of him just being totally ridiculous, but him also like kind of standing off to the side and, and giving fans a chance to ask the cast member something. And, um, he one of the first things he asked was what they had ever done to get like if they had been arrested and what they did and there was a lot of really funny stories um that I didn't necessarily feel super comfortable tweeting about but I did do a few of them because they were just (laughs) too good to pass up and Mm -hmm. um one of the other things I don't even know how we got here honestly um I for the life of me can't remember which question this was an answer to, but Orny said that he's the only one on set who has to have his nipples taped down. And I, what? I, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I literally have no idea, but there you go. Fun facts about Orny Adams. That's very strange. Yes. Um, (laughs) aside from that fun fact, uh, what was the kind of, I guess, not just this panel, but the whole weekend, like, you know, what was the most interesting reveal? I guess there, there, there isn't usually, you know, the cast aren't usually allowed to give too many spoilers away, and I'm sure there was nothing about season five. But sometimes, you know, they can fill in, you know, like missed stuff from the past season or, you know, like, um, you know, their own thoughts about a character or a story that you hadn't heard before or something like that. So was there any... Any reveals uh, aside from nipples that that really stuck out? <laughs> oh my gosh! Um, you know what? I- I'm gonna say no, actually, and I'm. It's kind of a good thing. There wasn't really any talk about season five. There was a little bit of talk about season five, I think, in Lyndon's meet and greet, which we were not at, but one of our friends were at. I don't remember exactly what was said, so I don't want to misquote anything. Um, But it wasn't anything big. And, uh, you know, the entire panel was, or the entire convention, rather, was really chill. And nobody really brought up a whole lot about season five. And a lot of it had to do with, I don't know, just kind of getting their opinions on random things or talking about them as people. And it was a very, like, friendly sort of back-and-forth environment, which I really liked. Um, And it got, like, a lot, like I said, a lot of it was really funny. Sometimes it got super emotional. They were talking about, during this panel, uh, who inspires them. And uh, Charlie was like, oh, you guys inspire us. And it wasn't like hokey or a joke or anything. Like he genuinely says, you guys make us want to do a better job on this show. And so that was really nice to hear. And then Melissa was talking about how her mom inspires her. And like, she started crying and I started crying. And, oh, no. Uh, yeah. Crying. And I was like, no, no, stop it. But it was like so beautiful and so nice. And everybody had something wonderful to say. And um, I guess I, I wouldn't really call this a reveal, but also during this panel, they talked about the uh the chainsaw prank that hecklin played on some of them and this was when they were shooting a scene in the school it was with coach uh scott and styles i believed and they were having a lot of trouble getting this scene finished and it was partially because one like they had two different units filming at the same time so when one was filming the other one had to pause and they would sort of go back and forth so even though they were the the main unit that day um because you know Scott was there and all of that they were having a lot of trouble getting the time to finish this scene and so when the other unit finally stopped recording they were able to jump into it and they were like yeah you know it's already late let's just you know pump this out and then out of nowhere Hecklin comes in with a real chainsaw and just walks into the room and coach I guess Orny was like is this supposed to be my death scene do I not know what's going on and so like he was improving a bunch of stuff and I guess Posey and uh, Dylan got kind of mad because they were like really dude you know we just want to finish the scene and you come in with a chainsaw I don't even have anything to say to that like I've got <laughs> I have nothing why are they all so weird <laughs> I don't know but you know they're family and they said that a bunch of times this weekend that 
they're all really, really good friends. A lot of them said that's the best thing about Teen Wolf and, and having worked on the show is some of their really, really good friends have come from having this job and they, they just, they really love each other and they're just like, it's family and it's always fun when we're together. And you could tell that when they were on stage, they loved interacting with each other and just being in each other's presence. Yeah, it is nice. I mean, we've said this so many times about how good they all are with each other and, and how genuine it is, but it is always, you know, it is always so nice. The other thing that I think you wanted to mention was the charity auction that they had with fan art, mm-hmm. uh, which I saw um, Courtney or, uh, post a picture from, I think, that someone gave her. But what was the situation with that? So basically, um, they wanted to raise money for the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation, which is something that JR and some of the others, but specifically JR, is very heavily involved in because his niece has it and so they chose this charity in particular to represent this convention because of JR and I think he was um, very very happy about that and uh, what they decided to do was all of the the vendors well maybe not necessarily the vendors but a lot of artists got together and produced work for this charity and they had Edie and JR auction off these items. And as you can imagine, madness ensued. And yeah. uh, JR, JR started it off right when he said, This is a picture of my dead wife's dead daughter as a picture oh my of God. Allison. And um, they got the bidding to go up. And they were amazing auctioneers. And a couple of pieces sold for over $100. One of them sold for $200. And Edie was putting her money out there a lot of times because she wanted this stuff. And I don't know if she necessarily won anything, but she was helping to bid it up. And I wish I did, but I don't have the totals for how much they raised. I don't necessarily know. I I would assume they know how much they've raised, but I don't think they've put it online yet. Um, or if they will do that, but it had to have been a good chunk of money and it was, it was really nice. And uh, yeah, our friend Liz won a uh, Sour Skittles picture from Kendra for Courtney because Courtney really wanted it. And they had to finish the fan art auction later on. And we were doing photo ops. And I was like, Liz, please just go check it out. I know what Courtney would have bid. She told me, go see if you can win this for her. And she did. And Courtney was just beside herself. She was so, so happy. Yes, I, I did see her react to that, which was was very nice. And sweet. Yeah. So, yeah, good for you. Good for you all. All in all, with Howlicon, it sounds like that it all went very well. Was there anything else you wanted to sort of say about that before we um, finish up and, and just give a little bit about what we have coming up for, for the podcast? Just that it was a really great time, had tons of fun, would definitely recommend HollerCon. Um, I'm hoping to go back next year. They did already release the dates, so, um, you know, if you guys are looking into an East Coast convention for Teen Wolf, highly re- recommend HollerCon. It was tons of fun, and I think you would really enjoy going next year. Cool, cool. Well, I always like a bit of a bit of New York, so, you know, <laughs> a con close to New York is a... A cool thing for me, I suppose. Um, yeah. Um, now, we'll let you guys go, but we just wanted to say a bit about what we're planning to do in the Teen Wolf hiatus because we've been off a little bit, mainly because we were tired and stuff, but we are planning a pretty solid schedule between now and whenever Teen Wolf comes back, um, at least two episodes per month. Um, which will be, you know, bite size of, of some various form. There'll be a, uh, you know, anything from, you know, discussion, you know, a, you know, a theories one to, you know, potential, you know, interviews if we can get them to, uh, you know, having, you know, various experts of some, you know, in some field come on and talk, whether that's like a, fa- you know, fandom aspect or a mythology or whatever. So, um, we haven't got like, you know, a schedule, we don't know when Teen Wolf's coming back, so we haven't got a schedule right up until that point, but we do have a few things lined up for the, for the near future. 
um, that we're quite excited about. Um, Karen, yeah, did you want to talk about any of the ideas specifically or, or what did you want to say about that? Um, I mean, we don't have everything completely laid out yet, but yeah, like you said, we have some interviews that we're hoping to put together. We have a couple of people that we'd like to have on talking about various aspects of fandom or the show. We're going to have another Christmas episode, which might be the one I'm looking forward to most because we had so much fun with our last one. We have a couple of fun things planned for that as well. So um, as usual, just, you know, keep an eye on our Twitter and our Tumblr and we'll let you know, let you guys know if we need anything from you, like, you know, short fix to read out for our Christmas episode like we did last year or uh, anything like that. So we'll keep you in the loop as we figure things out. Yeah, I can't promise. um, I can't promise that we'll have something for Christmas up our sleeves as amazing as our night before Christmas poem last time. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I have could, hope. I have high hope. <laughs> we could, uh, we could bring it out again because I'm really, I'm never going to be over it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I read it the other day, like I read it a couple of weeks ago for the like, and I, I just cried again. Like I just <laughs> like, oh, um, I'll never get over it. But yeah, that's um one of the things that we're going to be doing. Um, you should also, um, you know, this episode should be up um, within a couple of, uh, you know, a day or so of us recording. Um, so it will be the contest that we're talking about, uh, well, which I'm about to tell you about, will still be valid when you're listening to this, unless you're listening to this in like two years time or something. Stay tuned for an upcoming giveaway that we have um, for Thanksgiving, because we still have lots of things like autographs and things like that to give away. But we are doing a Thanksgiving giveaway um, this week that's going to actually be a tea-based giveaway, um, including a teapot um, and, and cups that we have had uh, stored up with our, with our tea and then some, some tea samples as well. Um, so we're going to have that, and that will be a US-based giveaway purely because, A, number one, Thanksgiving is an American holiday, and number two... Um, we can't really ship the breakable teapot um, overseas, but we are going to have an overseas giveaway before the end of the year as well. So don't worry about that. But yeah, Thanksgiving, people who celebrate Thanksgiving, look out for our, th- for our Thanksgiving giveaway, which will be um, fun, I suppose, and exciting. And yeah, that will be over on the, the Tumblr, um, and I'm sure we'll link it through from, from Twitter as well. So... Yeah, uh, I don't think that there's too much else. Um, if you have ideas for what you'd like to see in a hiatus episode, please let us know. Um, that would be great, and we can try and work that in in some way. Um, you know, maybe we'll do, you know, a guest listener at some point as well, um, which would be fun. But yeah, until until then, we'll be uh, we'll be back um, in a couple of weeks with a, with a new episode for you and, and, you know, pretty regularly until whenever Teen Wolf comes back. Um, the last thing we wanted to say is if you want to go over and give us a five star rating on iTunes, uh, Karen will prepare for you a Wolfsbane cocktail of your choosing and serve it to you in a martini glass. That's a promise. Uh, Karen has committed to these uh, iTunes review uh, rewards. It's okay. a new part of her role what? with high school, <laughs> and um, and it's so yeah. You can look forward to you know all five star reviews will get some really great Karen perks in the near future. Look, <laughs> why are you transferring this over for rewatchable? I because, don't need any more pressure in my life. Okay. Um, that's just part, the cross you're going to have to bear, Karen, basically. So, yeah. Um, yeah, five-star review. We'll have a handmade Wolfsbane cocktail served to you by Karen in a martini glass, guaranteed to induce hallucinations of, you know, your parents getting drunk and throwing whiskey bottles at you or something. So, yeah, good times. Who wouldn't want that? All right. Um... I think that that's all about all we have for you today. Uh, and we shall leave you, I guess, um, and see you in a couple of weeks. So bye-bye. Bye, guys.